so scared. Might as well tell this came as bottle. I ain't the type to play the martyr. How about you get, get the, the fuck, fuck out? Period. I was like, what song is ding, this? Ding, <laughs> ding, ding, the way she said, get the fuck How out. How about <laughs> you get the fuck out? Come on. Let's go. Get the fuck out <laughs> How about you Take your things and be on your merry way Hey, Period. hey, let's hey, go now Lie for hey, the wind, hey, bye, hey, baby Hey, 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 me, 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 call you a valet Hey, come on, you bring it back now Take your things and be on your merry way Ooh, one more time <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of Into It. I am Sal. And I'm Lyndon. And I just want to sing Oh Happy Day for the rest of my days. Oh my God. We are here to celebrate. Yes. And that is all we're going to do. That is all we're going to do. Like, we're not out of the woods yet, but part one. Oh, no, but we can celebrate. We can celebrate celebrate. step one. It's called nuance for those that don't understand out there. (laughs) My God. So I guess I'll start with you. How have you been? Um, I know that's a very charged question, (laughs) but. You know. Terrible. All last week, I told him I had to take off the day after election day. I worked on election day because I was like, we're not going to know anything. Day after election day, I had to take off the whole day because I knew it was going to be a whole ball of energy. Obviously, yeah. that didn't work out in my favor because we didn't even freaking know until Saturday morning. I actually found out because I was on FaceTime with my friend and she was walking downstairs to her like parents' living room and they were watching TV. And right when she walked downstairs is when they announced it on that news station. So, like, that's exactly how I heard right when they announced Ooh. it. And when I say I did a praise dance. Yes. A full-on oh, choreograph. You called me. I did. On FaceTime. I did. You called me on FaceTime, and we danced in circles for five minutes straight. <laughs> like, I was we just did. fist bumping in the air. You were crumping. Mm-hmm. Not a word Not was a said. Not a single word was said. Not one. Until, like, five minutes after us dancing. Absolutely, absolutely. It was... It was such a beautiful day, a beautiful weekend, went for lots of walks, FaceTime with lots of friends. It was good. Obviously, like I said, we're not done yet. No, we are not. There's lots of work to be done. But I want to say a big shout out to all the black women, specifically in Georgia and southeastern Pennsylvania. If it wasn't for y'all, I don't know Shout what would happen. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Yes, 800,000 new registered voters. Yes, 800,000. 800, that's an insane amount of people. Stacey Abrams, you If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have had the success that we did in Georgia. And she doesn't owe us all. anything. She does not owe us nope. anything, yet she keeps giving her all. And all we, like, someone needs to give her, you know, or... A, What's the edible arrangements? She needs her flowers. A glass yes. of wine, a blunt, anything that she wants, flowers. give it to her. I also want to give a special shout out to my indigenous Native American friends out there, specifically y'all in Arizona. If it wasn't for yes. y'all, Arizona would not have flipped. We won't forget about y'all, even though the Oof. U.S. government has. So you know what? Mm-hmm. I also want to give all of you your praise and your flowers, everything. Yes, amen to that. Because this was a fight. <laughs> 
apparently there's an Amazon Prime like documentary featuring Stacey Abrams, and it came out like the other month talking about her tackling voter suppression. So I think I'm gonna go watch that because I'm very intrigued yeah. how she managed to do this because this was major. I think I'm gonna watch that too because I don't really use Amazon Prime as much because I'm trying to use it less. But for Stacey, mm. I'm gonna do whatever. Hey, exactly. <laughs> Listen, but yeah, for me, last week was a whirlwind. All I did was watch the news. That was it. Every oh. single goddamn day. How did you do? I could not do that. I, I physically couldn't I couldn't do help that. it. I could not help it. I would literally, I think my body mm-hmm. just knew it because I would wake up at like 3 a.m. just to check my phone. And oh I know that's so bad, but I would. I seriously would because at first sense. it was scary. Yeah. At first we didn't think... And plus, I think we kind of knew that the mail-in ballots weren't going to be counted until later. Exactly. But um, that's why it took so long. But at the same time, you're still, it's kind of a nail-biter. And this wasn't necessarily a landslide. No. In the end, by any means. So there are still people out there. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Yes. What a joyous moment. I, I You called me Saturday. We were dancing around. I got to see Philly in a celebratory yes. moment. Shout bigger out to than Philly. Any Super Bowl winner. We anything. were city the main character. Together. We literally yes, were the we main were. character. It was so nice because a lot of my coworkers are European. It was so nice because in like one of the channels, I was like, oh my God, my county is literally going to determine the US election. Yeah. I love being the main character. And I don't think anybody <laughs> thought it was funny, but I thought it was. <laughs> no, that is funny. But oh my goodness, what. It was just so awesome to see and to see all my friends that are currently in the city. I wish I was there and I could celebrate because it was just such a beautiful thing. My one friend just literally walked out of work and was in the street celebrating and to see. I mean, it says a lot that finally, you know, this is the real majority of people, you know, thank you to everyone. There's so many thank yous that I personally just I want to go down the line because we need to say thank you. Thank you to everyone that voted because we had record-breaking numbers. Yes. I think this is the most out of any election ever. So that's huge in and of itself. Insane. Thank you to all of our mail-in voters. There's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with mail-in ballots. Nope. There's no evidence that it's fraudulent or Mm-mm. anything. That is the fur- furthest thing from the truth. And one cool thing that you'll find out now is that after you vote mail-in ballot once... They send you a little slip like a couple weeks before and they go, oh, do you want to vote mail-in again this year? Oh, and wow. all you have to that. do is check that off and you're good. Oh, that's because so Because nice. I did it. Yes. It is so nice and it is so easy to vote. And I think this moment has really shown people. I mean, when we voted back in 2016, it was just 2016 such... was a... We're not going to talk And for that to be our first voting experience is very shitty. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? So I th- think this really showed everybody how important your vote is. Exactly. Like, everybody always says, like, oh, your vote doesn't matter. Through this election, it matters. Because specifically, yes. like, my personal anecdote is this was the first time that my younger sister and my mom were able to vote in a U.S. election. I love that. My vote was counted first because I did an absentee ballot, so I sent mine in, like, weeks ahead of time. Yes. So my vote was counted, whatever, and then my little sister's was received but not counted, and then my mom's, Mm. it didn't even say if it was received yet. So Friday's, my sister's was received, and, like, or no, it was Thursday, my sister's was received and counted. So that's when PA got really, really, really close. And then Friday, we checked, and my mom was received and counted, and that's when Philly, like, and PA in general went blue. 
Yes. And like knowing that my mom's vote was one of those votes to really flip the state that way. Mm. Your vote matters. That's so If your awesome. vote didn't matter, then what's his name? Bitch-ass Lindsey Graham would not have said verbatim yesterday that we need to do something about mail-in ballots or else Republicans will not have power again. So you well, admit I knew that from you the like start. to do that I knew from the rhetoric from the start where that was going to go because we heard this months ago about it, that, and it simply oh, yeah. was not true. And my whole thing is, listen... They're going on their bullshit, trying to find this voting fraud, whatever. You're talking about the same group of people that couldn't even book the right four seasons. Literally. I mean, Imagine that being was that the funniest landscaping part. company, like, oh. person at the front desk that's like, sure, <laughs> but I, I, I guess, like, if you want. I don't <laughs> think this is right, but okay. I, I don't think we're what you're looking for, but sure, I'll go in on the trolling. Oh, my God. And it just goes to show how feckless this administration is and i don't give a fuck what they have to say it's done it's over the ap doesn't just announce an election winner like it's nothing like exactly this is the and it's not like we're gonna have another bush and al gore the it's not close enough to be another bush and al gore it is not close enough at all no so you know what i don't care what they have to say over the next few days they can keep talking ignore it ignore every single one of them because it doesn't matter we are 69 days away i believe Mm -hmm. until this inauguration day and i got my playlist going i'm playing get the fuck out that day (laughs) and i am celebrating because it is time to celebrate and i think a lot of people are also saying you know Biden isn't the perfect candidate. Why, why, why are we celebrating? Listen, Listen nobody's we know that. going to be the perfect candidate. Nobody ever. We are but, not celebrating Biden winning. We are celebrating Trump losing. Again, And nuance. having <laughs> a competent person yeah. in the White House. Because personally, for me, Biden competent. is a bit too much of a centralist in my taste. However, I will take him over Trump any day we currently. We need a competent person we do in the highest seat of power in this country that is the least that we need and i get it this the standard the bar is set extremely so low. low it's literally but in the we ground. got there it's and that the is worth celebrating because that was another thing too like trump was the first presidential candidate that i've heard many people say doesn't seem like he would be a good president in the sense of like I mean, we all know Obama versus Mitt Romney, the whole thing. Honestly, if Mitt Romney would have been elected, I would not have been worried that he wouldn't have carried himself as a president no, versus as a child what, like Trump No, but do you know has. what Wanda Sykes said? I think this says it all. She said, when you have a feeling that the president is more stupid than you are, that's when you got to worry. Like, literally. It's like John, because I saw John Mulaney's show. I saw his like first night of this tour where he like, it's talked about Trump in the sense of like it's like a horse in the hospital and every day you're wondering mm. where the horse is yeah. and the days that worry you the most yes. are when the horse is quiet. <laughs> and the bullshit that we've had to put up with the past four years, let us celebrate. I like, know. stop. At it least I can keep my rights for another day. Let me celebrate that. Damn. Thank you. <laughs> but I want to go a back mess. to the thank yous because I think yes. this is important. So thank you to our mail-in voters Thank you to our poll workers and our ballot counters. I saw you on TV in Mm -hmm. the background counting those votes by hand. That is no easy job. Especially all the mail-in ballots. The way that PA does it specifically, that must have, I would have gotten irked after Mm. like five hours. (laughs) Let alone five days. I would have cut right off the bat. Literally. out. Oh my God. O-U-T, out. But thank you for keeping our democracy alive as scary as that sounds that i need to thank you for that but it was at risk um 
we said thank you to our black voters, but I, I saw in particular a woman, I think she, they interviewed a lady in Philly on the news. And what she said was very, very powerful. And I don't have the quote, but generally she was talking about how we need to be thanking black voters, not necessarily in Michigan or Pennsylvania or Georgia, but in Detroit, mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, and in Atlanta, in the cities, the black voters in the cities, because they really flipped it. And yeah. thank you so much for getting out there and voting, sitting in those long lines. The weather was freezing. Yes. Oh my God. I can't. But um, I can't imagine actually going and voting in person. But thank you so yeah. much for your resilience and your willingness to actually go out and do this, or like you know, make sure that your mail-in ballot or whatever was there on time and everything. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you to everyone just in red states that voted blue, even if it didn't turn blue. Mm-hmm. You're fighting the good fight and. You're doing what needs to be done. So and also your too, efforts are recognized. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I will say, one county in Pennsylvania that shocked me, Erie. Erie, I don't know what's going on over there, but I, I want to say thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Because when I saw y'all were blue, I said, okay, Erie, let's go. <laughs> let's go. All right. Let's go. Let's Amen get it. To that. Exactly. Um, thank you also to our fact checkers, our journalists, mm-hmm. our news outlets i mean with the bullshit that you guys that you all have had to deal with over the past four years oh my god you all stayed on top of your shit and are still giving us reliable news for the most part i mean there's some it's fishy now and then but in terms of this election i haven't seen anything that's been out there yeah so you guys have been pretty spot on i just want to say you know Thank you to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for just being presidential and professional and not stooping. You know, when they go low, we have to go high. And I think they led us with so much class and grace. And even though I detest all the people on Facebook that are saying, oh, no matter who you voted for, we're all friends. You are not my friend. No, we're not. Don't call me. Don't text me. Delete my number. Delete my contact. Unfriend me. Unfollow me. All that. I don't want to talk to you. Exactly. I don't like, want to talk to you. You were willing to take my rights away like that over nothing. You are not my friend. You are a danger to me. Literally. Thank you. You're a parasite. But, That's what you are. You just want me as fucking entertainment. No, I'm done. Yes. You ain't getting all this for free. Mm-mm. My time is valuable. No, thank you. No, ma'am. No, However, ma'am. However, <laughs> seeing their winning speeches... They really made an effort to bring everybody together and said, you know, I see if you voted the other way, I see you. I still want to try and bring the, bring the country together. And I think that's important, even though it sucks and it's yeah. kind of bullshit. But we need to be that way because at the end of the day, we are living in this place together and we need to get along. So shout out to them and shout out to Kamala Harris for being the first woman, black woman. In the White House. I know. Go you. And I love that the first woman in the White House is a black woman. That's awesome. Exactly. And before y'all come after us with the whole, oh, like, don't come with the girl boss trope. No, we understand she ain't perfect, okay? No, I, have I a didn't lot say of qualms that. Yeah, with no. Miss Kamala, whomstever, I will celebrate that the first woman in the White House is, in fact, a black. And what else is she? Like, Native American and Indian woman as well? She's in, yes. 
Like we can I don't know about Native that. American, but I know definitely Indian. But okay. either way, you know, I don't agree with all their policies, Joe mm-hmm. Biden or Kamala Harris. I don't mm-hmm. agree with a lot of them. However, you know, they're willing to listen or they've appeared to be willing to listen. I will say, yeah, they've changed on their stances quite a bit recently. So they're, they're definitely at least taking feedback. Competent and professionals. That's it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, her taking on the seat of vice president, there's glass all over the floor, whether you like it or not. Like that's, that's a big deal mm-hmm. and it should be recognized. Exactly. So that's that. Um, so those are all my thank yous. And I think another important thing that I have here, I talk, I saw someone talking on Twitter when everyone was celebrating in the streets about how this isn't necessarily a reset button. Like, we were never great. Even when Obama was in Mm-mm. the White House. You like know I what said, I'm saying? this is step one. <laughs> this is step one. We're only going to be moving forward. We don't need to be going back to anywhere. I think the last four years was a huge learning experience. It was a shitty learning experience, yep. but it showed us how important it is to vote and get our stay on top of politics and what's going on because it is going to affect our lives. Whether yes, we like showed it or us not. which politicians prefer money over human lives. Amen. Amen. And now that we're talking about that really quickly, the day that we're recording it, it is Veterans Day. And I want to take this moment. I don't think we have a lot of veterans that listen, but if we do, thank you for your service. We appreciate you. We are not like the draft dodger in chief who's dragging your names throughout the mud, which is an utter disgrace and is an embarrassment to this country. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything you do, because I could not imagine myself (laughs) filling your shoes and doing something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, (laughs) Sorry. I've just been, (laughs) I want to get everything out. We have so much to talk about. We have our top songs. I was telling Lyndon, we haven't recorded in the past. It seems like forever. Literally. I mean, we've been going through some fucking depressive ass episodes though. So we're, uh, this whole episode is going to be an emotional whirlwind, so get ready. Oh, yeah. But first of all, my first song, so top songs for November. My first song is Get the Fuck Out by Mariah Carey, obviously. Banger. And all of these songs have a nice theme of celebration and rejoicing and just, ugh. Our second song is Think by Aretha Franklin, ugh. an anthem. Bangers, bangers only. That we need right now. And lastly is Celebration by Cool and the Gang because we need to fucking celebrate. I don't know. Did you see that TikTok? I just thought of that girl's mom that like went outside when she like found out the results and was like looking to see if anyone was like bagging their pots and pans and like And cheering. nobody was doing anything? And no one was. That, that was, was literally my neighborhood. Me. That was literally my neighborhood. Nobody on my street was making a sound. So nope. me and my little sister got in the car and you know what? We blasted some K-pop and had a great me time. Me too. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh... <laughs> And no one else is silent. I will say there were a couple of Trump signs in my neighborhood. And the second, Ugh. like literally the Funny same Saturday. Funny how they Saturday, all go away, right? All of their Trump but signs I'm came not down. Forget. Because you weren't supporting Trump because you were afraid your own rights were getting taken away. You were supporting Trump because you were afraid that you weren't able to be racist in public anymore. We know the truth. We know and the guess truth. guess what? I'm not going to forget. No, I won't. Never. No, I won't. There's a few Mm-mm. houses that I give the side eye every time. I'm like, ooh. Okay. <laughs> But those are my songs. I'm 
I have a whole playlist. These are on there. I'm going to be celebrating every goddamn day until that inauguration day. And this playlist is going to be on loop. And it's funny. I shared it on my story. Mm-hmm. And I have so many random friends, like people from high school that are like, oh, my God, I love this playlist. And I think it's <laughs> at like eight or ten followers right now. Oh, my God. And that's just kind of a great. lot for like an average person. I know. <laughs> so I was feeling a little little cool. That's but nice. um, yeah, it's time to fucking celebrate oh yeah take a shot and let's move on absolutely to your songs yes my songs they're not as happy but they're still happy you know what i mean they get happier as they go so i was just looking at my like on repeat playlist on spotify first one garden song phoebe bridgers because you know what you have had a lot of growth we've been going through some shit and we've all been growing as people so you know what it's okay to give yourself a pat on the back which i feel is what this song is Amen. i so recently you, discovered her and i really like her so good if you i highly recommend garden song whenever i have a morning where i'm feeling like proud of myself where i've noticed like a difference in the way like i talk to myself and stuff like that because i've been trying to like learn how to parent myself and be kinder to myself this yes. song is a really good reminder of just like growth in that aspect I love that. That's cute. Next song is Sophia by Claro. I'm gay. It is what it is. You already know the fucking vibes. Um, and then the last song. Why? Oh, Pussy Talk by City Girls and Doja. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) This song has gotten me through some of the hardest days last week. And I could not tell you why. Hey, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need it. So yeah, those are my three songs. I love that for you. And lastly, can I just say, I had someone give me a hard time. It's like every day I have someone yell at me about wearing a mask. It's been eight months. Wear your goddamn mask. I can't wait until this mandate is put in so that people have to wear fucking masks. Exactly. Um, Because shit's just getting worse. I mean, London's in lockdown. We're going to be next before you know it because people don't want to listen. Oh, yeah. Europe and is like completely in lockdown right now. Yeah. For the whole month of November. Ugh. <sighs> Just do what the hell you're told. And, you know, we don't need to be going everywhere th- this holiday season. Exactly. And Let's... even if where you live, there isn't like an official lockdown or mandate, please just refrain from, you know, going out to bars nearly as much, you know, going out into uh... places that are not a necessity because literal human lives are on the line. Thank you. It's not worth and it. And I think something was like, we, because people like to argue, oh, well, what about the economy? People need to be making money. The longer this goes on, the, the more money we're get. going to lose. Exactly. I don't think people get that. <laughs> like, like the longer that stop this pandemic this runs its course, the worse it's going to be for the economy in the long run. It's not that hard. <sighs> Anyways, I. This isn't the time for that. Yeah. We need to bullshit. Period. About stuff that doesn't matter. Let's have a good. And... Listen, we can give ourselves a good week because last week was a week from hell. Ooh, that anxiety. Amen to that. Amen to that. Let's I have, have a my good week. throat coat tea because I noticed my voice was getting so tired by the end of the last episode. So we're here. <laughs> my voice, my pipes are nice and moist. <laughs> I hate that you said that. And um, I'm ready to get into the hot topics. Are you ready? Do you have anything else you want to no, add? No, I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So we're going to be back after this. All right, everybody, we are back, and this is the part of the episode where we're going to get into it with all the juicy news and hot gossip. You already know. 
This first one is devastating. Oh, no. Um, Alex Trebek passed away. I know. At 80. Um, he's been battling pancreatic cancer for the past year now. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, he lost his battle. And apparently, so they've been filming his final season for the past couple months. And I think they finished it on Halloween. The Mm -hmm. last episode that's supposed to air is on Christmas day. So if you want to watch that, make sure to watch that. Yeah. Um, but he's been suffering a lot and has been in great pain amid filming episodes, which is astonishing to see just his strength. Yeah. Um, but this was just so, I mean, a staple in everyone's household. Exactly. I just want to say, Alex, thank you. <laughs> that was not easy. And doing it for that many years, like you said, he is mm-hmm. a staple in so many people's households. And the fact that he was able to at least like finish out the season. Yeah. Is insane, I think he but... hosts, he's been hosting since like 84. Still, that's So it's been like 40... 36 years. Yeah, it's almost 40 years right there. Insane. That's insane. So thank you. You know, go with peace. I don't know yes. what he believed in, you know, just I hope that he's at least Either like, way, I mean, what a com- comforting voice to have in the yeah. house. Like, I feel like he was always on at some point, and uh, I feel like we've had a lot of this. Like, Regis Feldman passed away a few months ago. Like, yeah, just television, like, people I grew up with watching. I don't really watch TV anymore, but these people were so present in my childhood, whether I was at my grandparents and they were watching it or back home. and. Even though it's funny because you never meet these people, but they're a part of your life. Exactly. And even if you didn't know these people personally, obviously, most of us don't know Alex Trebek personally. It's okay to mourn over somebody that meant something to you. So allow yourself that space if you need it. Yeah. So rest in peace. We're with you on that. Yeah. We have some good ass news. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I wanted to just get that out of the way. And I mean, it's definitely sad. I don't mean like get it out of the way, but I want to uplift our spirits a little more. So, you know, hair love. Sorry, can you repeat that? (laughs) Hair love. Originally, it was a short film and now it's been turned into a book. Oh, okay. I didn't know that it was turned into a book. I knew of the short film. And I don't think you're ready to know who's narrating this audio. No, shut up. No. (laughs) <laughs> Who is it? No, say it. Blue Ivy Carter. <gasps> no. Is narrating the You're audiobook right. and it's available on Audible right now. I don't know why I haven't listened to it yet. This girl's going to get her fucking Grammy at the age of eight <laughs> years old. I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. If it's one thing that Blue Ivy does, it's that. Yeah, I believe. I I'm said, part of it. Absolutely. You have got to be fucking kidding me. Oh this my girl. God. She's what, like nine now? Not even? Eight! Eight! That is insane. Oh, I'm so happy for her. And honestly, too, like for her age, like that's such a wholesome thing to be a part I of, know. too. I know. Oh, I absolutely love that. I, love I want that. her to be an EGOT by the time she's 10. Oh, she's going to have I... an EGOT at <laughs> latest 15. Latest 15. Like, I, when I saw this, I, I yelled out loud. I'm not even kidding. Oh I my was God. like, Oh my god, perfect. Oh, absolutely perfect. perfect. There is not and another person that I would want to do this more. No, nope. no one else. Maybe and you Sir know and Rumi, her ass. But like called up Matthew A. Cherry and was like, "All right, listen. 
I'm going to ask for this much up front. Literally, she knew exactly how much she was worth. <laughs> you know we're going to be raking in the dough. Like, you know with my name on that, people are going to be listening. Oh so let's God. get to it. That is so <laughs> cute. No, that actually really warmed my it heart. It really is. Oh, let's go. For, go and I'm so happy that this book has gotten so much attention recently. I think we had that story about someone that, like, copied it. I know. I, oh, I, I remember seen that. Any it was like a TV that. show that copied it. Yeah. Yes, I haven't seen any updates about that. So hopefully he gets his coin in return for that exactly. copyright infringement. But I'm so happy about this first brown skin girl. Now this, if this girl doesn't win her Grammy by now, I'm gonna flip the table. Like I'm. <laughs> she deserves so it. Done. She absolutely deserves it. She deserved it from fucking like crying in the background of Jay Z's one song. <laughs> Stop! Literally, she should have gotten it then. The academy needs oh to get it God. together. They, really they need do. to get it but together. Go, Blue Ivy. Yes, go. Absolutely. Oh, so cool. <sighs> All right. Um. Now we have some sad news. Uh oh. So we're just. I'm telling you, it's a roller today, coaster. Huh? <laughs> up and down. I saw this today, and I had to add it last minute. I was like, holy shit, because. We've been giving you guys updates. Britney Spears. I was. I thought um, I knew you were going to say Britney. Court bid today. I know. Um, to remove her father's control over her estate. How do you lose um, that though? Like, what happened? I don't know the exact details of what happened in court, but I know okay. that her father's using the argument, or his, you know, attorneys are using the argument that when he took over her conservatorship, she had lawsuits left and right, and mm. he managed to dissipate all of them and now she has like a net worth of like 60 million so but he's still, like i've given her i know i'm not agreeing with it but i'm just saying that's their case in this point it's just disgusting she should not have this much control over her own freaking life i know and this was the most telling her lawyer says that we know she was afraid of him which we know yeah i mean you can assume that but she says now that she's not going to perform or release music until she is released. Good. She doesn't Which, owe us any more music, too. I agree. She needs to I do what is agree. best for her. And if that is making sure that she does not give this man another dime of her own money, go for it. Amen. Do whatever you need to do, Brittany. Free Brittany. Truly. Absolutely, period. In the meantime, um, at the request of Brittany's lawyers mm -hmm. a financial company bessemer trust has been appointed as a co-conservator what so i guess there are two people now involved One, how are there I guess, how is there a financial company also in charge of britney and her finances how does that work I, why is that allowed i'm hoping that they're working in her best interest because i think this yeah. was set up as like a meet in the middle so still, yeah. I don't know. The woman's like 38 years old. This happened 12 years ago. I Neither of us know Brittany and her mental state. Mm -hmm. So who's to say? But I just hope anything that's being done is being done in her best interest. And it sounds like it's not being done that way. So I hope that I, I appreciate, like you said, that she's standing her ground because this is crazy. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, Brittany, I just, it's hard. And it also yeah. was hard, too, watching Sweet Magnolias. <laughs> because every With time Jamie I saw Spears. Jamie, Oh, my I God, wait, I need to talk about this. Yeah, let's talk I about it. I was telling you this. So I started watching Sweet Magnolias. Did and you And Jamie Lynn Spears is in it. I did not yet. Okay. 
this past week, I had I just stopped. That's I haven't fair. gotten past no, episode three. No, take your three. time. But we've been lied to our entire childhood. I Why? firmly believe that. Oh, absolutely. Jamie Lynn Spears cannot act her way out of a trash bag. Like she sucks. <laughs> How did we believe that she was a good actress on Zoe 101? Were we just that impressionable? I want to understand how she got on that show because that show, like, some of the kids are bad actors. We know this. But, like, oh, the yeah. adults, so for the most cheesy. part, the adults oh my God. are not bad actors. No. So how did she get on the show and be one of, like, the most prominent characters on the show? I mean, she's a name and a face to bring in viewers, Maybe, and now we're talking about like, it. But the main girl, she was on Reba. I remember her. She was the one I was yes. like, I knew the most going into the show outside of Jamie. And then even like the other, like the woman with the black hair, not the black woman, but mm-hmm. the white woman with the black hair. I also recognized her from other things, but I forget exactly yes. like from what. Wasn't she Drop Dead Diva? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Exactly. So that's my thing. It's like they didn't need Jamie Lynn Spears as a name though. And also they didn't need to do her dirty as the mistress who's getting pregnant. Come on. <laughs> That just was fucked up. We know the situation. <laughs> like, y'all did not need to do that to her. Oh, my God. But either way, I just, her acting's very subpar, and it just made me laugh because I haven't watched Zoe 101 in years, and I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd probably you would notice think it. she was yeah. terrible. The thing that irks me the most about Zoe 101 is that the little brother, Dustin, he makes, like, thirst trap TikToks now, and it makes me so oh. uncomfortable. Speaking of TikTok and speaking of Reba, I love how there's, like, a resurgence of Reba on TikTok. What? Have you, like, gotten into that algorithm? No, I need to be on Reba TikTok. You need to send me, like, 17 Reba TikToks. Oh, I need to. But it makes me so happy because I feel like it's one of those shows that everyone, like, doesn't know that they all watched it at the same time. But oh, yeah, did. ABC Family, 3 p.m. on weekday. Like, weekdays. Yes. Like, I fully would come home and just watch Reba. Yes. It was Reba, and then it was, oh, my God, the other show with the girl that was on Big Bang Theory, and then her sister was a redhead, and they dated, like, the same guy back-to-back. And then the dad, like, died in real life, but they continued the show after he died, and it was still good. What was that show? I don't remember that one. Eight Simple Rules. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I knew you Or Seventh Heaven. Ooh, Another except, one. did you hear about the dad from Seventh Heaven? No, what? They took it, okay, so they were playing Seventh Heaven on some random channel called, like, Up TV, which is, like, kind of a Christian channel, but I would watch it just because I liked watching, like, Seventh Heaven just, like, in the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And... The dad was charged with, like, child molestation and shit. Like, the priest in the show. Why does everything have to go to shit? Exactly. Oh, my God. Not another Bill Cosby. Seriously? Yeah. It was gross. But, yeah, no. Seventh Heaven was the <sighs> It was back good for what it was. But Reba time, was but... really top tier. Especially that theme song? Mm. Oh, Oh, I mean, you know there are TikToks with people singing along. I need to get you into this algorithm. I'll send, I'll send some over. Please do. I loved Reba. I, I will love send Reba. some over. Alrighty. Um. So yeah, that's that about Britney. Hopefully, I think the next hearings in December. So we'll see what happens. Holding out hope. We're manifesting. We'll keep you posted. I keep burping. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so Miss Ariana Grande is making headlines. First of all, she has her new album, Positions. Have you listened? I've only listened to the song, Positions. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. Okay. I've gone through and listened. My verdict is, listen, Positions, I like a lot. It's Mm -hmm. grown on me. I really enjoy it. Yeah, me too. It's catchy and fun. I've maybe listened through the album twice. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, there's nothing 
memorable. Mm. There's nothing that has a solid hook, if you get me. But yeah, there was nothing really memorable, nothing too catchy. Maybe if I listen to it more, I'll figure something out. But I mean, there are a lot of strings involved, so it's very reminiscent of yours truly. Mm. And hopefully it'll grow on me. I mean, the songs, the singles are doing well. 36 plus 35 is, I think, like number eight. And Positions is number two. Wow. And the album debuted at number one. And she's, I think this is like her sixth debut album at number one. Oh, definitely. So, Every single album she's had yeah. recently. like. She's on the top of her game. Oh, absolutely. At the moment. Mm. And I'll I'll admit it. She's one of the biggest, if not the biggest pop star at the moment. Oh, absolutely. And she deserves it. But oh, yeah. um yeah, I don't know. Hopefully the songs will grow on me. It's very sensual, which is okay. Um, I think they probably will cuz I know people that like they say that if you just listen to the album on repeat, it like like positions the song, it will grow on you like as an entity. I know, but I feel like that shouldn't have to happen. Yeah, I'm the type of person where if you like, don't catch me the first when time, when I listened to yours back. truly the first time, and Baby I came on, I was transported to another universe. Me was greedy, and I just <laughs> didn't get that with this. That's fair. That's very fair. But anyways, that's not what we have to talk about. So she had an interview with the Zach Sang show. Do you know that? I've heard show? of it. Yeah, she's done interviews with him like over the past like four albums. So. It's, I guess, going into this tradition of them doing so. Mm-hmm. But she's coming after the TikTok stars. I knew you were going to talk about this. Let's get into and it. <laughs> so she was coming after these kids who were gathering at this cowboy-themed saddle ranch restaurant in L.A. Okay. on Halloween because it's it's become apparently this big hangout for all the TikTokers. Oh, and she goes, couldn't we have just stayed at home for a few more weeks? Did we all need to go to the fucking saddle ranch that badly that we couldn't wait for the deathly pandemic to pass? Did we all need to put on our cowgirl boots and ride a mechanical bull that bad? We all needed that Instagram post that badly. Literally. And... She just like came after them and I agree with her. It's fucking bullshit. Why are we going out to bars right now? We're going out to all these clubs. And apparently, I don't even know who these people are. Bryce Hall and what's the girl's name? Why the fuck do you think I would know? I don't even know who (laughs) Bryce Hall is. If you put them in a lineup and told me to name each of them by name, you might as well just shoot me at that point. No clue. I'm not in like I'm not in the algorithm of like that sector of TikTok because I know Me people either. talk about like I don't want to be girl, like Addison Ray or something and I haven't. I think no it was idea. her. I think it was her. It was Addison Ray. I don't even don't know who that is though. It. Like I have no. I'm not in that realm of TikTok. I'm on mentally ill TikTok. We're busy. <laughs> uh, same. Literally. But apparently, so this Bryce Hall. Yes, it was Addison Ray because she celebrated her birthday at this bar with Bryce Hall, this other kid, and. Apparently, earlier this year, the fucking LAPD <gasps> came after them because they kept throwing parties at this one mansion. Oh, my God. And they were, like, freaking the fuck out. And they were like, and I quote, said the Los Angeles City lawyer, Mike Fuhr, if you have a combined 19 million followers on TikTok in the middle of a public health crisis, you should be modeling great behavior rather than brazenly violating the law. Yeah. Which, amen to that. Especially, it's one thing to violate the law, it's another thing to, like, document it. Wait, this is making me laugh. Apparently the mayor (gasps) authorized the city to shut off their water and power at the fucking house. Go on! (laughs) 
these fucking kids. Plus, are these kids like 18 years old, 17? How are they owning houses? Oh, my God. Literally through TikTok money. I mean, because if you have like six or seven of them all going in on a house. I remember. It makes me feel so old because I remember when this would happen with people on Vine back in the day. Oh, I I remember people on YouTube, like O2L. Like, I remember I remember that, too. That was a whole nother era. Oh, my God. O2L was a dark era of my life. But oh anyways, now this little kid, Bryce Hall, is coming after Ariana and saying, oh, that was a good marketing move. And he goes, because she knew that TikTokers have a high audience, she knew a lot of people would agree because there's a lot of people that hate TikTokers, especially. I don't care if you're a TikToker. I don't care if you're a stripper on a pole. I don't care if you're working at the grocery store. If you're out here throwing parties, putting everyone's lives at risk, fuck you. Literally, fuck you. Did I tell you about my school district? I did not. Oh, well, they went back to school, right? When cases are going up. Literally, I have no idea. I don't give a fuck what goes on at that high school anymore. I don't give a fuck what goes on over there. But apparently, some kid, I think that was around my, like, sister's age, threw a party and, like, 30 people got fucking sick. As they should. I mean, hey, that's what's gonna happen. Just think a bit, okay? It's a pathogen, Spread through the air. That's the thing they don't think. They do not think. But honestly, oh, Ariana, but... she, I mean, I know she's not going to say anything back to this little no, fucking kid. No, she has kid, nothing to she say to fucking need Bryce Hall. To. She's Ariana Grande. She said what she said and, and she And how fucking it. dare Bryce, this kid try and come after her? Fucking Ariana Literally. Are you out of your mind? All right, pack it up, wannabe JC Kalen or whatever the fuck his name <laughs> was from OTL. I could already tell you, I've never seen a picture of this kid named Bryce, but I could already tell I you he's a either. white boy with brown curly hair. Probably, I could already tell you that probably, right now. Probably, hands down. And he's wearing, like, pastel um, sweatshirts over nope. skinny jeans that are ripped to shreds. Mm-hmm. There's nope. nothing wrong with that, but this there's a very branded image in my mind. Exactly. I um, know. We were thinking the exact same yes. thing. <laughs> but, yeah, fuck you, all these little TikTokers thinking you're hot shit and encouraging because you have a big audience and you should know better. And... That's ridiculous. Especially if you're that young, your audience is also probably so impressionable. extremely young. Yeah. Think twice. Think twice. But go Ariana Grande. I know she's been well spoken yes. about this whole COVID thing. She was tweeting stuff back on Halloween. Like, stay the fuck home. Like, dress up in your costume, take a picture, and call it a day. Yeah. Or, like, get on a Zoom call with your friends yes. and do, like, a presentation party. There are other ways. I think she's matured a lot in recent years and especially going back to voting, she got, I'm sure she got so many people registered to vote because she had those stands at her concerts, like nobody's business in the interview, because I watched, she was talking about how she would like get her mom and her brother to like stand at these, you know, little concession tables they had. And they would be like, Mm -hmm. if you register to vote, I'll take a picture with you. (laughs) That's smart. I know. That's so fucking smart. Yes. So go you, and I'm, I noticed in this interview, going back to her maturity, she's talking a lot like herself. You know mm-hmm. how she tends to put on that high-pitched, like, whispery voice, and it's like, okay, come on. I don't need this act. She was just talking <laughs> like herself, and I think that's all I want to see from her. Just be yourself. Yeah. I don't need you to put just on this act. Just an authentic self. Yeah, and I think she's she's matured a lot. Obviously, she's had to mature yes, a lot, unfortunately. But, life, but yeah, but no, she has had a lot of growth, and I have recognized yes. that. 
We have a whole Kardashian saga. We have three separate different topics. And listen. Do we need to? Listen. Do we need to? Yes, we do. There are certain things. All right, we'll see how much I care about listen, these. Listen, there are go. certain things I don't care about regarding them. And there are things that I kind of want to talk about because I kind of want to drag them. And then also just get in their minds a little bit because I kind of like that. Okay. Um. So, first of all, it was Kim's 40th birthday. Okay, no. No, fuck you, Kim. And Here's the thing. Let me absolutely tone deaf. Can I so brief the people? Stupid. Can Do you I understand that people pe- are wait. poor, Kim? Do you understand that not everybody has 300 million fucking dollars in the bank account? Do wait. you understand oh my that God. The, like your fan base is literally falling into poverty? Uh, and you thought this was a fucking good idea, not only to do, but also to flaunt and post about all over your social media listen can i just brief the people yes sorry okay. i that no, i understand your frustration i'm about to go off myself so a couple weeks back kim chartered the crystal luxury jet that she probably got a discount for promoting on her instagram hence why she did this not trying to excuse it just trying to find still, some yeah. sort of fucking reason um, and she transported, I think it was, like, close to, like, 20 to 30 people. That's a lot of fucking to, people. I thought it was, like, 10 to 12 because I didn't really look into it. Maybe this. it was. I think I'm just, oh, I found it. Okay, thank God. I'm not just making, I was about to say, maybe I'm making this up, but I'm not. <laughs> um, up A trip of upwards to 25 people. Oh, my so God. So that's a lot of people. To this private island that they reserved. So she posted these pictures on her Instagram and she says, We danced, rode bikes, swam near whales, kayaked, watched a watched a movie on the beach, and so much more. Must be fucking nice. Thank you. And then Chloe was on Ellen, because you know Ellen loves them. Oh yeah. And she goes. This is a frustrating year. I get it. I think there are so many frustrations going on for everybody, but also it's her 40th birthday. And this is something that she really wanted to do. For us, it was such a nice thing. Being there, like with all the precautions and everything that we took, and being there and how grateful everybody was for, you know, the tourism aspect of it, and how so many people said that they that we were their first party or guest that they'd have in months and what it's done for them to be able to pay their bills or to do stuff for their family. You could have just paid them. And listen. Open okay. your wallet. Open your fucking purse. They didn't need to go. Because you could also yes. see in the pictures, some of the fucking like waiters and waitresses like also in mass, obviously, yeah. oh, to protect yeah, themselves yeah. and the people that they live with. If you mm-hmm. really cared about them, you could have just given them the fucking money. Amen to that. And they're you claiming that everyone got tested. But as we know, one day you could be free and then the next you couldn't be. So who the fuck knows what the case is? And my thing is, listen, I hate to say this, but do whatever the fuck you want with your money. I don't give a shit. That's your money, your business. But don't be posting about it and dragging everyone else into your business when people can't even put fucking food on the table and you're going to post this shit. Are you out of your mind? But that's the other thing, too. It's like we know of celebrities that like donate. So like, I'm not going to lie. If Lady Gaga did, 
I highly doubt Lady Gaga would do something similar to this, or at least would post about something <laughs> yeah. like this she because she's not fucking tone deaf. But like you know, if Lady Gaga, you know, like maybe did like a like a week trip to like the mountains or something, you know what I mean, and like posted about it, I wouldn't be that mad because I know that Lady Gaga helped raise over ten million fucking dollars for who when this shit started. I know that she's opening that yes. fucking purse. Yes, definitely. But also, don't be saying, oh, I can finally bring my family back together and see everybody we haven't seen each other in forever. When so Knowing many people are going into well. the fucking holidays, not being able to see family members nope. that they haven't been able to see for close to a year. How fucking dare you? We are closer to you? March of 20, or sorry, to March of 2021 than we are to March of 2020. That's the How part that pissed me off the you? most. You do what you want with your money, but don't be flaunting this shit when we're in a pandemic and people can't even fucking eat. Like, get out of here. I that know. pissed me off. The idea of opulence is absolutely disgusting to me. I highly recommend if you hate the rich or if you want to understand why the rich is obsessed with showing off that they're rich and why culture like supports it so much i highly recommend watching contrapoints video on youtube called opulence very eye-opening and the craziest part about this is that fucking chloe kardashian was diagnosed with coronavirus like just a few months ago because now they're using that you haven't seen the trailers to the new season i wouldn't be surprised if she never even got it watch this since fucking 2010 well yeah but i saw the trailers and they're like putting it up front and close that she's sick and she's suffering from it and all this shit. I wouldn't be surprised if that was just a publicity stunt, number one. And number two, if you fucking had it, why you can you get think- it again. Like, what? You can literally what get did again. you not want to put your relatives through that? Like, I, I... Bottom line, if you were as safe as possible and no one was in risk of catching it, don't fucking flaunt this shit when people are struggling. Yeah. Like, nobody's business. Or be like, you know, I realize that I'm very fortunate, so I want to, you know, open my fucking purse, purse and donate to people that are fucking struggling and whose unemployment is about to be up. Thank you. Disgusting. Um, and then did disgusting. you see this thing with Kanye's gift? No, I no, don't tell me. No, don't no, tell me. We need to talk about it though, because oh, it's Jesus so Christ. fucking what weird. Is what is it? What is so it? So Kanye gifted Kim. A hologram of her deceased father. Are you serious? Yes. And there's a video of like Kim filming it and like sniffling in the background. And at one point in the video, I'm not quoting this verbatim, but in so many words, the hologram of Robert Kardashian says, and you've married the most smart, 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 husband in the world Kanye West and listen you can say whatever you want about holograms and how it's weird and whatnot but that was the most cringe part like you're gifting her this hologram that's so special because she hasn't seen her father in close to 20 years after he died and you're gonna use this you're gonna bring this all around to you that's absolutely disgusting on her birthday Oh, I would be pissed if I heard that. Pissed. (laughs) Like, I mean, I was not surprised because I feel like we've seen this over and over again. But what the fuck? What the absolute fuck? No. And people were talking about how it was weird and this and that. And listen, I think if someone gifted that to me, 
Uh, I would, of course, get emotional, even because people were nitpicking it. Oh, it didn't necessarily sound like Robert Kardashian. Well, no shit, Sherlock. He's fucking six feet under. They probably had to hire some voice actor. Exactly. I think if someone gifted that to me, I would be emotional and it would be sweet and endearing no matter what, because it is a loved one. And, you know, that's going to strike a chord somewhat. Would I gift it to someone else? Probably not. I would maybe just do like a video montage of the person. I don't know if I would do that because it's kind of weird. And I definitely would not (laughs) make it all about me. Like, Like Robert Kardashian probably didn't even know who Kanye West was. Like, come on. Exactly. But um, yeah, Gross. that was just odd. Did you see it? No, well, no, you no, didn't, I didn't see, see it. it. Would you no, know a hologram? Would you want to be brought back from the dead in the hologram version? I wish the bitch would. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. I did see this TikTok though that's kind of similar where they were like, this person was like, so right now I know I'm on the right side of history, but like, is there going to be a point where I'm on the wrong side of history? And then the girl was like, actually yes, it's going to be when my like child brings home their like robot boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. No, but oh we've seen this, like, with the Tupac hologram or the Whitney hologram. And my thing is yeah. this. I've only seen the Tupac hologram because after that, I was like, this is low-key disrespectful. Let me not. I'm yeah. just not going to They had the Whitney Houston tour earlier this year before everything happened. That got shut down, thank God. Oh, yeah. But do I think it's neat that technology has gotten this far? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Would I be as opposed to it if, say they broke even with this tour and we're like, okay, we'll pay the dancers. We'll pay the musicians. Then after that, all the proceeds are going to go to some foundation of sorts. Exactly. That I could get behind, you know, but the fact that, you know, Whitney's sister-in-law is profiting off of this and her quote unquote estate, as they like to call it, the Houston estate, where the, where's this money going to, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's the if part you don't that know like fishy. where it's going to, then it's like, why, like, do I want to support this right now? Completely understood. Did she approve of this, like, before she died? No. Exactly. So it's like, that's... uh... Exactly. But you know my ass. I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. But if they came to Philly, I would buy a nosebleed and just... Just to experience it. Listen, you would catch me. I wouldn't experience. I would walk in, headscarf, sunglasses, (laughs) (laughs) in the back, standing right next to the door. Yep. I'd just watch for watching. a solid five, ten minutes, and I'd be on my fucking way. Just to That's see it. Because I've never seen it, and I think it's cool. So, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know me. I'd be, like, in my headscarf, like, all right, I'm done. Let's go. <laughs> like a dark Kermit? Yes. I'm surprised no one has put him in a headscarf yet. We should, we should do that. We should. Um, and by headscarf, I mean, like... Like the like wig, white edges, woman. nails... Like a white woman headscarf. I'm not saying like a hijab. Oh, I'm no, not no, trying no. To, Yeah. Oh, I thought when you were talking about Kermit, I thought you'd been like, meant like those memes where people put like fake lashes, edges, like yes, long that too. nails and that shit too. on. That too. I should do that. <laughs> because we've seen some TikTokers with these headscarves. Did I tell you about that? The headscarves? No. Funny. I gotta send you that. That's all I'm gonna say on that because I do not want to be dragged into this mess, but I'm just gonna leave my words as they stand (laughs) um and then we have one more thing about these kardashians oh my god oh god so do you know larsa pippen no so scotty pippen he was a big nba star she was married to him she was on the real housewives of miami like years ago i think Mm, they only have one season and that was it 
So she's coming out and accusing Kanye West of brainwashing the Kardashian family. Um, and if you, you probably don't know this, but she was very in with the Kardashians. She was a very close family friend. Mm-hmm. And she went on to say, so she had this interview and she was talking about how they're strange now. And she said, I don't even know. I just feel like Kanye was in a place where he really didn't trust anyone with Kim. Um, she added that while she and Kanye have always had a great relationship, when people are not happy and trying to figure out their own shit, I feel like they want to put pressure and blame other people for their situation. And then she went on to say that Kanye used to call her at four five, six o'clock in the morning. He would just like rant to her and she would listen. And when she stopped taking his calls, she's, she claims that he got offended and that's where all this stemmed from. And now mm. she has been ostracized from the family. This is just another rat. <laughs> Remember that video of that lady that I sent you? No. You are just a rat. Is it Any, from like, aggressive Adele remixes in the background? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm sounding familiar in my head. You're right. I do know exactly yes. what you're talking about. Yeah, this woman's always been a snake. I've always seen her around their circle and I never trusted her. I feel uh-huh. like she's a very quick 15 minutes of fame lady, you know? I mean, I just don't know her. I mean, but it's also the same time, like, <laughs> I okay. I just don't know her. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't either. Care. Yeah. I don't. Sorry. But, I mean, listen, I think I could believe what she's saying. Oh, I absolutely down. could believe what she's saying. Because, like, on a serious note, Kanye has had his mental breaks on twitter like he's mentally not there and i mean i would not be surprised if he were calling random people in the middle of the night just going on rants you know just out of his own mental state so in the end i just think they need to get him the help he needs and hopefully they have his best interest in mind this family and um you do not want to once you come out and say something about that family you know she is never going to see the light of day Oh, no. Never. Chris is on it. Chris is already on the case. (laughs) Unless you already come out initially and you are like, I don't like the Kardashians. It's like very hard. As she should. I feel like if I were in Kim's shoes and I had a close friend come out and sell me out like this, I'd be like, all right, fuck you. Bye. Yeah. I don't blame her, you know? Like, I don't blame her. That's the thing. It's just like, I see both sides of the story. Same here. But at the same time, like, I don't give a fuck. What's I got to do with me? Me too. Me too. But I just wanted to say, you know, uh, this is, she just wants her money. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Collect your coin. It's okay. You're not noteworthy in any other way, shape, or form, except you were married to Scottie Pippen. Exactly. Um, Just say the royalties ran out for Real Housewives in Miami. Just say that. That's fine. (laughs) We can accept that. Just say that. Like, why (laughs) have we got to go on this whole, like, song and interlude? Like, come on. Exactly. It's okay. Just admit it. Just be honest. We prefer authenticity. Like I said, Keely Williams, when she said stream Cheetah Girls, no, for real, I need the royalties. I respected that. Yeah. She gained so many respect points in my book. She was not beating around the bush. Nope. All righty. That that is all for Hot Topics. It's been an hour that we've been on here. Shit. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to end this here. This was a fun little discussion, and uh, we'll be back after this with uh, Tittering Tweets. Sounds good. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tittering Tweets. This tweet, again, same as last time, very short segment. This tweet was said by at S-N-I-T-C-H-E-R-Y? 
Snit Cherry? I don't know. Their name on Twitter is Eleanor. Um, and this tweet says, I ain't never seen two pity best friends. And then it cuts out because underneath it is a picture of Georgia and Pennsylvania as blue states. Wait, pretty or petty? I ain't never seen two pretty best friends. Have you not Either seen way, TikToks? pretty or petty, won't be fucking petty to these, you know, <laughs> what known as red, you thought, bitch. Literally. I'm so happy that Pennsylvania got it together and joined its northeastern brothers in being blue this election cycle. Tables Thank have you. fucking turned. Fucking turn. Thank you so much. I ain't never seen two pretty best friends. You know what? Maybe I have. Yeah, yeah And it's PA that. in Georgia. Twitter was in a... It was just fantastic this week. Oh, TikTok was lit. Even TikTok. All the Philly TikToks. The oh, circle yeah. of people, like, beating up the bobblehead in the middle. Did you see that? Did you see <laughs> no. that one black lady? She looked like she was fucking headed to work. She had her long trench coat on and her briefcase and her purse, and she fucking stormed through the center of that circle with her heels on and just gave that dummy a nice kick. Did you see that? <laughs> That's what sent me. And I feel like that didn't send most people from that video because there were so many other things going on. Yeah. But that that one in particular, I said... Okay, I would okay. like to see it. Okay, ma'am. Okay, I see what you did there. Good for you. you like, she that fucking stomped through that crowd and gave that fucking bobblehead <laughs> a nice kick. Because she looked like she was going to work. Like, that was the funniest part. I was like, okay, beat up Donald Trump on your way to work. I approve. Because you could tell she was mad. And you know what? Probably oh, yes. for good fucking reason, too. Probably for a good fucking oh. reason. Good for you, ma'am. You let it out the way you needed to, and I'm proud of you. And that's mm. on coping. What a beautiful weekend. Beautiful. From the weather to the celebrating. I just can't get enough of it. It was such a moment. Oh, I absolutely loved it. You know, we're not going to forget that. That's like once in a lifetime. Oh, literally. I don't think I've ever felt such euphoria in a single moment than I did when I saw the news. Mm -hmm. Truly. I like, I knew like it was such an immense amount of happiness that I was like, oh, I'm going to have a depressive episode in a couple of days because my body (laughs) only has so much serotonin to pass around. And clearly it is using up all of what I have in this moment right now. That is okay. And it's fine. The next day I just cuddled up in my bed, ordered some sushi, and that was it. Yes. We we were good. And we recovered. We had to get through it. But I said, oh, it's going (laughs) to come. Because I've never been this happy so much in a very long time. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's it for tittering tweets. I love it. Well, this concludes our typical nonsense. (laughs) And if you are reading The Meaning of Mariah Carey, we're going to be back and we're going to be discussing our delving into the first part of Sing Sing. Mm -hmm. So we'll be back after this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our book nook. Yes, welcome. We are continuing our reading of The Meaning of Mariah Carey. We are. And I don't know, I feel like I wrote down all my notes from like the week before election week. So I'm like just trying to regroup, mm-hmm. but we're here. Uh, we we're, are. we're in Sing Sing. Do you have any initial thoughts? I don't have any initial thoughts. I have, sorry, I'm moving my microphone. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, I have overarching thoughts because the sections that I read, I actually read earlier today. I had luckily like an hour, hour and a half before this oh, nice. that I was able to, you know, read and catch up. I've been trying to, cause I actually really like reading Mariah's book. That's one thing I've noticed. I actively enjoy reading Aww. her book. 
So I have I'm like so happy to hear. It's very. It's not as like rigid as you would think. You know? No, she's, she's like, super open. She's a very good storyteller. She is. She is really, really good storyteller. So that's the thing. It's like a lot of my notes are overarching, and I figured knowing okay. you that you would have all the like nitty gritty notes oh, here honey. and there. So I was like, I, I don't need to do that much work. All the symbols, the <laughs> exactly. Themes. All yep. the literary devices. Mm-hmm. All of that. All of that. So, I guess first off, we're, we'll start with the first chapter, Alone in Love. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much just talks about her being in high school and getting into the studio. So and young. doing her thing. She was so young, doing all that. So young. And I think it's crazy because she talks about the fact that she was like, at one point she goes, I didn't know where the hell I was. Like she was driving into New York, New York City from Long Island Mm -hmm. in her like brother's beat up car. Which is far. For those that don't know, getting to the middle of Long Island from like Astoria in Queens is an hour. And driving home at like 4 a.m. on a school night. Mm-hmm. and s- crashing for like two hours and then having to get up and go to class. And it, I guess it also goes back to Patricia's negligence because it was like, how do you allow this girl to do this? But exactly. she was doing her thing. She was grinding because she knew this is what she had to do to make it. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, just to think about what we were doing in high school and I was like, shit, like what? I mean, we were still grinding too, though. That's true in a different sense. We, it was definitely different. Absolutely different. But yeah, like just the was... willpower that she had at such a young age and even just like a lot of high schoolers and stuff have at that age is insane. Mm-hmm. Oh and I thought it was cool how she just trusted herself with her music. Yeah. She knew the biggest takeaway from this is that she knew what she was good at and she fucking held that close and held tight onto it and was like, I know I'm good. Like my music's good. I'm a good fucking songwriter. Nobody's touching these songs. And that was another thing too, with trusting herself is that even when she would ask other people for like their opinion, because mm-hmm. every, well, at least most of the people that she asked for their opinion would say that it is good. That only affirmed what she already knew, which was that she had a talent and a, yes. like a knack for songwriting. Yes. And she kind of talks about how she worked for these guys in their wood shop creating jingles for commercials and stuff. But she was just like biting at her nails to get time to just record her demo tape. Yeah. You know, her one song, Alone in Love, which is on her first album that she wrote in fucking 11th grade. That's insane unbelievable and she just had a good ear for what was on the radio and she says this you know she said i believed my sound would break through what i heard on the radio i also knew where the pulse of the culture was and it made me laugh because she was dragging these guys that she was working with because she was like they were nowhere near it like they had no idea the trends that music was going in. Which is fine if you understand, like, what sector or genre of music you are. But it's sure. one thing to, like, it's one thing to be like, this is my genre. I'm going to, like, excel in this genre. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be like, I'm going to be super famous with a genre that clearly wasn't, like, the main one at the time. Yes. But, like, she knew mainstream what was going on in the industry. And she, she even says, she goes, didn't these people even listen to the radio? Like literally. The fuck? Like, <laughs> do you have any idea what's going on? 
So throughout this chapter, we just get to see her in her studio. And she even says it was her natural habitat, an escape for her. And I don't know. We just see this initial belief in her ability to get what she wants and do her thing and produce her own music on her own terms. Yeah. And do whatever it takes to be able to even do that. Exactly. So then we move on to the chapter entitled Make It Happen after Mm -hmm. her song. And I don't know why. I feel like this chapter would, it really resonates with you. Am I wrong to say that? Okay. I was going to say that I resonated with this chapter, but continue. (laughs) Just because I feel like she packed up her bags, went to New York, was literally living off of nothing and was able to just get her life together and take that risk. And I don't know. I mean, not so much resonated because she was, I mean, I had a full-time job when I moved, but <laughs> in but the sense you of were like sleeping on couches at one point, I was, I, I was homeless. That? Am I allowed I was, to say that? I was, okay? I was, I'm, I was, I'm not I coming mean, after you, but that was a very big leap of faith that you took. Yeah. And sometimes I forget that I take that leap of faith and luckily my therapist reminds me of it often, but like, yeah, yeah like taking that leap of faith and understanding what is best for you, especially mm-hmm. if you grow up in an environment that like. Even if your parents or the people around you tried their best, it still might have not been the best for you and figuring out what you want and just trusting yourself to be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be okay. Yeah, that's hard. It's not easy. (laughs) I know. And she talks about how she would literally wake up in the morning and have to decide between an H&H bagel or a Subway token. Yup. And she was like, I knew, it's funny how she can remember this. She's like, I knew the bagel could could carry me until three o'clock. And she worked at the one restaurant. And luckily the one chef would just like give her a nice burger at the end of her shift just to fill her fucking stomach. Literally. She she would have to choose between going to work or eating. eating. That's insane. And that's another thing too. I will say when... You know, I was taking the subway every day because I had the unlimited pass where you have unlimited swipes for the whole month. Mm-hmm. Whenever I saw people like ready to jump or like asking to like, you know, have a swipe or pay for a swipe, I always would just be like, you know, what, go on ahead. Do yeah. what you need to do. Pay I don't forward. need this. <laughs> like if I'm leaving a station and you're coming in, I will swipe you in. I do not care. Don't exactly. pay me back. No, be it's in all this good. together. <laughs> I understand. Yes. It's hard. And karma, karma. What goes around comes around. Exactly. I'm a firm believer in that. Oh, absolutely. And also it made me laugh when she was... (laughs) So she talks about how she first started waitressing at this sports bar and working the register. And she was so young. She goes, working a register isn't like recording background vocals. (laughs) Because she was like, for someone who failed remedial math, like I could not (laughs) handle that. So then they were like, okay, we'll we'll put you in coat check. And she was fine with it because she didn't have to, you know, do all that mental math. Literally. Sis, that shit's hard. I'll it's give it to hard. you. It's hard. Lord, I do not wish to go back to those days of being a cashier and having to do mental math. Yeah. I'm lucky that the like the job I had in like high school and college, everything was in increments of 25 cents. I but if it that, ever went yes. down to like pennies or nickels, no. Keep it. I don't want anything to do with it. No, no, heart. (laughs) And also I thought it was cool because, so she has this line in her song, make it happen, no proper shoes upon my feet. And she also said, sometimes I couldn't even eat. So we're coming to learn that this is legitimate. Like she goes on to say that she had this worn 
pair of her mother's shoes, worn down pair. And at one point she talks about asking her mom for a new pair of shoes and Morgan giving her shit about it. Like, oh, well, you got to let her, you know, do her own thing at some point. Like she's an adult. And it's like, dude. But she's still a child that needs shoes. Yeah, and plus she fucking packed up her bags and went all the way to New York by herself and is working. Like, Exactly, it's not like you're still like housing her and feeding her. She's asking for like a pair of shoes, which you don't need to like pay that much for. The toxic environment of her family and the jealousy that's already being fermenting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, And I just wanted to read this line from the song because. Hearing her say the words rather than sing them in the audible book resonated with me a lot. So she says in her song, Make It Happen, I know life can be so tough and you feel like giving up, but you must be strong, baby. Just hold on. You'll never find the answers if you throw your life away. I used to feel the way you do. Still, I had to keep on going. Mm -hmm. That's all. I just, I've always loved this song. And getting to hear the story behind it and the struggle behind it has just made me respect her even more. Yeah. And then we go into her starting to work with other songwriters and producers. Yes. And listen, watch what you sign, people. Watch <laughs> what you sign. There's one thing Mariah the and Fantasia day. have taught me. It is watch what you read the fine print before you sign on anything, whether it's an employee contract, a record label contract, a loan, anything. Read it from top to bottom because you never want to be caught slipping. Never. I'll just read what she says because she lays it out very well. She goes, I was informed and what I remember was that he got so Ben who Mm -hmm. photocopied this contract that he found out of some like in the music biz book like some like beginner's guide to the music industry book okay and she goes he got 50 percent of the publishing on all songs we worked on together for my first album which is insane but additionally he received 50 percent of my artist's royalties for the first album 40% for the second album, 30% for the third, and so on. It went that way from 1990 until 1999. Even though, even though Ben did not write one word or note with me after that first album. That cost millions, people. Mariah Carey was making millions from the start that's like nine albums after the fact that's insane and also too it only gets worse because if she signs on with like another record label because you know how people can like work with two record labels at the same time and stuff if she signs up with another record label they're probably gonna have similar terms yes so the piece of the pie just gets smaller and smaller and smaller as time goes on. And also, mind you, she was barely 18 when she signed this. So anything you sign, believe me, it's going to come back. Oh, yeah. And if you don't read it properly. 
And what she said about how the music industry is set to exploit and confuse musicians and artists that are just trying to share their art with the world. That was too real. Way too real. It's it's disgusting and it's predatory in all honesty. That's why, like, I'm really happy that at least with the rise of internet, one thing that's been able to happen is people independently, like, publishing their own music. Mm -hmm. And I know this is also similar with Frank Ocean because Frank Ocean, he he got sucked into a deal with, like, that's, it's not similar to this, but I know that the only reason why he really did his, like, second album, and I think he did, like, a couple, like, fake EPs or something like that, just to okay. get out of, like, a contract that he had. I didn't know that. With the record label. I don't know yeah, all of the dates. Just to get it over with, you know yeah, what I'm but saying? Yeah, but he did something in, an, in a sense that with his second album, and I think with, like, other, like, releases that he did, he was able to get out of this, like, ridiculous contract with this record label that he yeah. was, like, not happy with. And also with the internet, going back to what you said, it's shining a light on these stories. And I think people are now more aware how important it is mm-hmm. to recognize this stuff because you can be easily manipulated in these instances. Exactly. Um, but one thing that I was like, oh my God, you are too fucking gracious. She goes on to say, out of loyalty to him and the hard work we put in together in that little studio, I never looked back and tried to reset or recoup. One must pick their battles wisely. Mm-hmm. So, and she went on to say, you know, there were no hard feelings. She just decided, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and mope. I'm just going to get my shit together and keep going forward. That's all you can do. Yeah. You know? And I have respect for that because I feel like one could easily just kick and scream based off of that. But she was oh, like, you yeah. know what? The amount of money I'm going to be making this is, is like going to top battle. that by... A long shot. Yeah. She was probably like, I'm going to be making enough that even if he's taking that big of a cut, it's not going to matter. Exactly. We get into her working as a background singer for Brenda K. Star. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny because when she auditions, of course, she's doing all these, you know, vocal acrobatics and whatnot. She's Mariah, of course. At the end of her audition, Brenda just starts laughing and she goes, so are you trying to steal my job? Like... Ooh. And she was like, I didn't realize that, you know, the background singers weren't supposed to outsing the lead singer who's <laughs> hiring you. Like, and um, this was just odd to see because there was some beef. Well, the lambs were starting some beef, might I add. I mean, when do the lambs not? This is true. So Brenda K. Starr was on like a live stream a couple years back. And I think she made a comment about Mariah Carey that was a little nasty on Twitter. Mm. And I just remember the lambs literally coming for her throat on Instagram (gasps) Live. And mind you, this woman's like 50 years old in her kitchen, like cooking. And it was a little ugly. So I, I think I assume from what I'm reading that, you know, I don't think they're talking now, but Mariah still has respect for her. And she even says it in this. She was like, at the time, she became a big sister to me, you know, Mm. and she was always welcoming with open arms. And another thing that I found was interesting in this is the part about Will Smith. Yeah. And how he took her to some like underground label. It wasn't a major label at the time. and. She was like, all right, I'll go. And she goes. And even then she's like, nah, I'm not doing this. And she says, she's like, I saw myself working with like Columbia or Sony. Mm -hmm. I didn't see myself working with these, you know, third party 
record producing companies, which I thought was even bigger of balls to have. Like, oh this yeah, girl especially like, like Will Smith around. at the time. Yeah. And being like, no heart. What? That's confidence. Knowing your self-worth and also even knowing like what would work best for you. Because I'm sure there's also people out there that's like, I would never want to work with something like the like Columbia and Sony. Like they're too big. They're probably yeah. going to want to have too much of a say. So I'm going to go with like a smaller record label. Well, I don't think she knew that at the time, which is hard to know. No, I know. But I mean, just like in general, like people now, you know, like there's some people that yes, want that. And there's some yeah. people that are like, no, I definitely don't want that. But mind you, if you think about it, this was 1989. Exactly. Like the big, she, big one. There ones. was no way you were going to make it without those labels. The yeah. Like they didn't have thing. TikTok. There were no <laughs> algorithms. It was literally just the radio and like Power 99 FM. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's only I just so think much her you can do. not settling and refusing to settle is the most admirable thing that you find within these chapters. Yeah. At such a young age. And there's a point where Brenda's even like, oh, can I like put one of your songs on my album? She and she's like, no. Tape. She's like, thank you, but no, I need to keep these. Yeah. She knew And these her same worth. songs come out to be number one hits. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. And she even says, my demo was more diverse than the music industry at the time. Ooh, I believe it. I believe it. Pat yourself on the back, sis. Like, oh, it just made me laugh. And also Brenda was respectful in the fact that she even said, Brenda never pushed me to use my songs after that. She was like, okay, I respect that. Which is really, really good and really lucky because I'm sure there would have been people that would have just stolen it or stolen like the parts that they liked or like heard. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much that with make it happen. It's just talking about her making it through and just getting her start in the industry. And I thought it was very cool. And there were moments where she was talking about learning how to sing background vocals and adapt her voice to that and just getting in her zone. And she makes a point to say, you know, she would go to these parties with Brenda and she was like, I wasn't into it. I was there, but I was mm-hmm. networking. I wasn't there to party or drink. She was like, I was here to work. Yeah. And I have That's to respect thing. that. Yeah. That's one thing that people don't understand. It's like sometimes people don't want to be friends with their coworkers. Yeah. And that's okay. That's she thing. had an agenda and she knew what she needed to do. And that was it. She knew what she needed to do. That's what we see over and over again. She saw that, you know, light ahead. And she was like, I'm just going straight forward. I'm not going to stop for anybody or anything. So I think this is a good place to stop. But but that's what I wanted to say, too. But yeah. I think my overarching point with Mariah was the way that she wrote this. I'm really happy that she named people by name. Obviously, she probably didn't name everybody by name. But that she yes. named people by name. She named the relationship that they had. She spelled out exactly what she was doing, how she was doing, why she was doing certain things that she was doing yes. in order to get to the place that she was. And I, this is also like a really rare thing because like I personally have been wanting to like do music or like experiment with music. So I've actually been just like researching like different musicians just to understand like their stories and stuff to also learn about yes. different things like contracts and like random stuff, even though I have yet to create a demo EP anything so far. That's okay. But and still. Um, we're working on it. We're actually making progress, slowly but surely. Because I want it to be kind of like Mariah in the... Because actually reading this chapter, like, inspired me a lot in the sense yes. of, like, Mariah just being like, I'm writing this for me, and I know what works for me. 
So I mm-hmm. think too, like in some of the like process of the years. Own your shit. Yeah, like I know for some of the songs I've written over the years, I wrote them because I felt like I should have been writing them, and now I'm like, okay, let me figure out what works best for me that I resonate exactly. most with. So it's a process, and I'm sure that like if I ever get to that point where I actually release anything, I at least know it's going to be like something that I am proud of. If that makes yes. sense. And but, I mean, I feel like a lot of these chapters are extremely important, but this one, if you need to learn how to grind, oh, read yeah. this fucking chapter. It's definitely she this one. was a trailblazer at such a young age. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I also loved about these chapters was her just like being so blatant and honest about what it took and like the different like obstacles and like journeys that she took to get to where she was. Because mm-hmm. in most people, like with most musicians, you have no idea what actually happened. Like, for yeah. instance, she's very young, so this might be a bad example, but, like, Billie Eilish. We all know Billie Eilish. We all know she's popular. We know her music. We understand that she writes with her brother. But no one really knows, like, what it took for her to get here. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, set Lady Gaga. We know Lady Gaga. We know she went to school. We know that people had, like, a hate group about her on Facebook saying, like, she's never going to be famous. But be- between that and her doing bad romance, what happened what happened no we yeah. don't know or at least for the most part we don't know unless you're probably like a huge stand we get hints know. towards it you know like same with mariah we've been hit we've gotten hints over the years about what went on but now we really know crystal clear what mm-hmm. it took and i think going back to what you said about her you know we know she shades people and whatnot but she the amount of i say this over and over again even when she shades people this woman is classy. Yes. She is a classy woman. Everything she does is with grace and with class. And I think this entire book, especially to the people that have wronged her and that she could easily drag to filth, she chooses not to she and takes the higher road. To. And I have mad respect for that. Oh, absolutely. I'm taking notes. I'm actively taking notes as we read this book. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, that was... Just talking about her grind, we're going to get to Cherche La Femme, and pretty much it's a Cinderella story gone wrong. It literally Mm. is that. It's quite funny how ironic that is, that her life is so similar to Cinderella, because it's spot on, but the ending is not happily ever after. It's not the same, wow. Um, But yeah, I... uh, I'm just trying to think, (laughs) what else do I have to say about what we read? No, I was all my notes that I wanted to say for that. Yeah. T. All right. <laughs> so continue reading Sing Sing. Mm-hmm. We'll continue reading. It's going to get a little juicy. Ooh. And not, I, uh, I don't know about juicy. Later on, it does. With, okay. Uh, Derek Jeter. You remember their whole affair? No. It wasn't an affair. I will, she was very, see, going back to the classy and gracious Mariah Carey, she made sure it was not an affair. Ooh. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to spoil <laughs> any more tea on there. I'm excited. Oof, oh, I'm I am excited too. Now. I am too. So this concludes our book nook. Hope you enjoyed. And um, we'll be back next episode. Yeah. Alrighty. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>